acceptance but not approval and there is no judging involved in it. That is why it's unconditional acceptance of all that is. It is allowing you to experience who you are unconditionally. Whatever you do, it is an experience which is valid to all that is. It is accepting that experience. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to the Mind for Life podcast where we talk about transforming your thinking to transform your life and help you to think about things in a deeper way. We are so, so very privileged to go to part two today of my conscious conversation with Gordana Bernat. Gordana is writer, speaker, wisdom keeper, and one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100 teachers. She talks about the perception of reality, consciousness, creativity, leadership, and art, And she conveys a universal message which appeals to all audiences, representing all cultures, religions, and genders. Oprah Winfrey has included her on the Super Soul 100 list, which is a team of 100 awakened leaders and visionaries with a mission to guide and inspire. As a writer, she influences conscious communications through higher thought. She's been featured on Oprah.com, Psychology Today, Huffington Post, The Times of India, and many other blogs, as well as printed magazines and publications. She connects daily on Twitter with over 320,000 followers, and her new book, Hashtag Know the Truth, Why Knowing Who You Are Changes Everything, is out and published by Hay House Publishing. It is now available in all major bookstores and online. And we had part one with Gordana earlier, and if you'd like to listen to that, I would encourage you to go back to mindforlife.org forward slash 029 to get a little bit of context. Before we get into this next interview, let me say just a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to mention our show sponsor, Bluehost.com. Bluehost is the leading web solution services provider. They have been around since 2003 and they have continually innovated on new ways to deliver on their mission, which is to empower people like you and me to fully harness the power of the web. They have a wonderful product, great technical support and service. And so if you are looking to host a website, blog, or podcast, I would encourage you to take a look at bluehost.com. They host our website, mindforlife.org, and you can get a special deal, $3.95 a month, by just heading over to mindforlife.org, scrolling down to the bottom of the page, and clicking on that banner link. I would also like to encourage you to stick around to the end of the program where I will share my top takeaways from the second part of my interview with Gordana Birnot. And you can find the notes and links and everything for this program at mindforlife.org slash 033. So head on over there for timestamps, links, and everything about this program. 
I'd also like to remind you that you can now become a supporter and patron of this podcast and help support Mind for Life with your kind generosity. Starting with as little as $1 a month, you can help us to cover the cost of producing this program. To do so, and if you would be so kind, head over to mindforlife.org, click on the Become a Patron button. It's an orange button right at the very top of the page, and we would appreciate that so very much. Finally, I'd like to encourage you to take a listen to our new Feature 5 on Friday, where I give a five-minute Reflection on a particular topic that will hopefully inspire you to think a little bit deeper about a particular area. And this past week, I talked about the attitude of hard work and what it means to have a mindset of hard work. So you can check that out at mindforlife.org slash zero three two. Okay, before we get into this second part of the interview, I need to set it up. After we concluded the first part of our interview, Gordana and I talked a little bit about uh, travel and since she lives in Sweden. So we were talking about the people over there in Norway and Sweden. And so as we pick up the conversation, uh, you'll hear us talking about what it's like to live in Sweden and what the people over there, from her perspective, are experiencing. And so we get into some deep talk about consciousness, um, reality, and connecting to the source. And so I hope you will enjoy this second part of the interview with Gordana Birnat. They say it's one of the happiest countries in the world. I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say I that? I really wouldn't. No, what about, I wouldn't. Would Sweden be? No, I wouldn't say that they are the happiest country. They are very, very well uh, fitted into belief systems that of the Western world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I would rather say that if you're really looking for happy people, you have to go further south in Europe, the the warmer countries, because it's really freaking cold here. <laughs> so you can't be happy all the time. But I mean, if you go to Poland, for instance, or the the Mediterranean countries, uh-huh. Spain, Greece, all these countries, when you look at people, you can see that they're enjoying their life more. Maybe life. statistics don't show that, but you right. can see it in people's eyes. When you talk to them, you can feel that they're joyous. It's all about how you measure that statistics. Right. I mean, if you measure it, if they have a television at home, and if they don't, then they're not happy. I got you. That's not a measurement. I When I look at people and they walk by on the street, I can see they're content and happy with themselves or not. And I would say that in Sweden, they are not. They're not. not. not no, not hmm. the way. They're hardworking people, um, which kind of creates no freedom, no... I don't find them creative enough. Uh, there's something missing. I can't pinpoint what it is. I'm living here, and I've been born here, so... But there is something missing. They Some kind of connected, curiosity. They haven't connected with the source. No, they, they haven't. They have not found the uh, unconditional no. love. Yes, because, you know, this is a country where everything is very, very, um, it's not spiritual. Mm-hmm. If you can't prove it, if it's not scientifically proven, then right. it doesn't exist. There is of course, there is always an undertone. There is, pe- There are people that really do wish to have this spiritual life, but it's hard when everybody else is not having it. So yeah. uh, the majority of people here are not spiritual, and, and it's, it's tough. 
it's, it, it doesn't give you any energy back. It, it creates a very physically rooted reality. Mm-hmm. And it's not the way it actually is. I mean, we get energy from source and from spiritual way of looking at reality. So I feel that sometimes we are energy drained in this country because we are not, we don't know how to connect to soul source. I do, but they don't. <laughs> is you, I'm interested, and if you have to go, you just say the word and mm-hmm. we'll go. Mm-hmm. Is is a very is Sweden's culture very technologically driven? Yes, it yes. is. I mean, every home has a computer. Every home has a television set. Every home has all the gadgets you want. So it's it's the norm to have it here. And I don't feel that that is bad. It's really good because, I mean, I can connect to you. I can speak to you. My internet is cool, so I can I can talk to you. But if that becomes the only reality, then then it drains you of energy. So I feel that they, in Sweden, they need to connect to their spiritual source. Mm-hmm. And of course, we do have a history of it. I mean, earlier on, we had a history where we did we were connected to Correct. source, but some. Something, I think something happened after the Second World War where we became utterly focused in the physical reality. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. And since then, science has become the new religion and they don't see it as a religion, but it is. When I yeah. look at it, they behave, behave exactly the same. If, if science says it's not, then it's not. <laughs> yeah. And from, if you have to prove everything. I mean, I, I have studied art for many years and I wa- wanted to write about the spirit or the soul and the pictures that I was talking about. And I remember my professor saying, well, you can't prove that there is a soul, so you can't write about it. And I'm going, what? <laughs> I mean, if I could prove that there is a soul, I would be famous. I would have the Nobel Prize. Right. Of course, I can't prove it. It's a philosophical question, but I wasn't allowed to write about that. So... I had to tweak it. I had to do it in another way. I had to talk about gender instead, which was more accepted. Yeah. And in, in Sweden, it is very important that we have this equality thing going on. And most people from the outer, outside of Sweden find that really exciting and really good. And this is so cool. But if you live in it, it's not that cool. Because mm. when you erase the boundaries uh, between men and women, when you erase that, we all become the same, and right. it's not fun anymore. Right. Because the fun is to play with the energies. The fun is to play with the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And it's almost taboo to talk about the masculine and feminine energy. By the way, my next book is going to be about that. So we'll see what Swedes will do with that. <laughs> I was the reason I asked that about the technology is what I one one of the areas uh, that I study is the technological system, the technological society, and how mm. the uh, the values, if you will, the underlying mm. values that are within that are very much contrary to. What you talk about when you talk about the spiritual, the philosophical, mm. the metaphysical. Mm. And ever mm. since, you know, probably the Industrial Revolution, right after World War II, this whole everybody started to get into machines and technology. Mm. And those, mm. the values and the way those things make us think really mm. are preventative from mm. our minds being open to what is out there outside of what we can prove. 
And so it's mm. just interesting to hear you talk about that uh, there in Sweden and how how things have changed there because it's the same in America. Nobody wants to talk. Mm. You know, everybody distances anything that is spiritual or anything you can't touch, measure, prove. Mm. You know, anything like that, mm. and it's the same mm. thing. So I, it's it's going mm. through. I think it's coming throughout the world there. Yeah, but I feel that the reason to this is actually because our society is so completely and utterly permeated by the masculine principle, which needs proof. Right. Whereas the feminine principle does not need that much proof. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's more of a trust question. There. Right. And I'm not saying that we, w that we should exchange those two. What I'm saying is they need to be both present Balanced. in our society, and they are not. And that's the, that's the problem, because... Um, I think that Einstein says this, that what we as a society or as humans need to ask ourselves is, do we live in a hostile universe or do we live in a friendly universe? Because it can't be both at the same time. Right. And that is where I feel that people that are more rooted in this physical reality, in, 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 in the proving and the science and not so spiritual those people often believe that we live in a hostile reality, that we live in a hostile universe, whereas those people that are connected to some kind of a soul source or spiritually interested, they believe that we live in a friendly universe. But if you look at it, I mean technology, if you have one piece of technology, if you believe in a hostile universe, you will use that piece of technology to, um, to prevent uh, fear. You will use that to shield yourself or to kill the, the, the fear, so to speak. And if you believe that the universe is friendly, you will use that in order to heighten consciousness, to help people. So a knife, for instance, you would use that to kill in that way, and you would use that to slice bread in the right. other reality. And it's the same thing. So technology can be used in many different ways. It's all about our belief systems and what we think this universe is. And I think that it doesn't matter if you think it's it's hostile or, or friendly, what you think you create. Right. So it will give you proof that it is hostile and it will give you proof that it is friendly depending on your stance or your perspective. Right. This is what he said a long time ago, that this is one of the most important questions we need to ask ourselves. And it's hard to say that the universe is friendly when something like that, what happened yesterday, happens. But the way I see it, if source is unconditional love, then everything has to have a good reason. It happens for a good reason. Maybe I won't be able to see it in my physical self, but my higher self would see it because there is a spiritual agreement going on, which I am not aware of in this reality. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make what happened less horrible, but... I can't change my view of reality as being a hostile reality when I know in my heart that it is not a hostile reality. It is just we that are creating this kind of environment where this is allowed. Right. It's uh, You're talking about the age-old problem of evil. And yes. if you talk about... Um, and I appreciate what you're saying there. Which, what, whatever perspective we adopt personally... Mm. Right yes. affects. However, when you look around, it's very difficult to say this is a peaceful universe. Mm. When you talk about 
I mean, even if you go back to the animal kingdom, people, you know, animals killing each other to eat, you know, to survive, mm. you know, all of this stuff mm. and uh, what's going on with wars and everything like that. You know, you would think that after so much time of having f- philosophical debate and all this technology and everything like that, we would have mm. bettered the human condition. But there's more war. Seems like there's more mm. violence or just as much as there ever was now. And mm. uh, it's difficult to be able to say, at least for me. Mm. There's a there's a reason behind it. That's very that's a very challenging thing to be able to say that. Mm, I know because the reason is mind boggling because you can't understand can't it. Can't understand it, and I, I can't understand yeah. it either. But if I tap into that frequency, that would be fear, mm-hmm. and I know that the cells in my body do not feel good in that frequency. I am actually creating more of that when I tap into it. So I have to be responsible for what I am allowing into this reality because I am a portal. If I, as I look at it, I mean, unconditional source desired me into being here, which means that I am a portal for unconditional source to experience physical reality. I am allowing things into this physical reality. So if I tap into what they're presenting, news and others presenting to me, I tap into that fear, then I am co-creating a fear reality here. Mm -hmm. So if I, I don't want it to be that way, I have to disconnect myself from that and start actively creating what I want by channeling the feelings I want right. to do to, to put into this reality. Sometimes I need to go outside in my garden and look at the birds and tell myself, this is my reality. The birds are playing here. The grass is growing. The apples are here. This is peaceful. In this now moment, this is peaceful. And that's how I reconnect to my source because In that now moment, everything is peaceful where I am. Mm -hmm. And if every one of us does that, can you imagine what would happen? But we are not doing that. We're not doing that. Yes. No, because we are actively seeking out the dramas, the, the things going on, even if it's not in our immediate reality. I mean, I read about things that happen on the other side of the world, and I start being very stressed about it. I I, I was looking at videos from Catalon Catalonia, Catalonia, yeah, 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 in Spain. I don't know how what how you call it in English, but and I was so upset. I I was really upset because I mean, old people, children, women are being hit by officers dressed in in armors, which is very very stressful for me to watch. And I'm going, but I'm not helping these people by becoming the, a part of that. Right. I can help them. Otherwise, I can help them by tweeting out that fear is an illusion. And if everyone else is connected to that, that's the way to help people. I, I can't go to Catalonia. I have to put myself on a plane and go there. And I won't be able to help them because I will tap into the same fear yeah, as yeah. they are having there. Yeah. So by not tapping into that fear, that is a way for me to help them. And it might sound very spiritual, but I think that since I am the portal of every feeling coming into this reality, and so are you and so is everyone else, if we want to create a better reality, we have to become more aware of what we are allowing through ourselves first and foremost into this reality. Yeah, it does sound very theistic what you're saying. Mm. So, mm. I mean, a lot of what you are saying resonates 
with the a theistic perspective as specifically mm. one of unconditional love, you mm. know, and uh, I appreciate that as well. Mm. So, mm. but if you, if you look at it, if source is unconditional love, and it is accept because it is accepting everything. Sure, even violence is accepted here. Because if, if the source wouldn't accept it, it wouldn't be able to exist in this reality. Right. So I there can't be any, anything outside of it. So this, in my way of looking at reality, unconditional love and acceptance of all that is, is the only truth. Mm-hmm. Well, you because can, there, there can be nothing outside of it. Right. I, I would, yeah. I, but can you say, though, that... There's a difference between accepting and approving. In other yes, words, abs- yes. you know, unconditional love would accept violence and mm. accept a world of violence and accept a mm. world of conflict, but at the mm. same time, obviously, not approve mm. of it because it goes contrary to unconditional yes. love. Mm. And the unapproval of it is the pain we are feeling. Right. That is, I mean, every time you feel pain, it is unconditional source. It is your un- the unconditional love telling you you are deviating yes. from who you truly are. Right. And that's why you feel the pain. And if you're tapping into it over and over and over again, you are actually going against what you're supposed to do here. But since it is unconditional, it has to accept your free will because you're doing it Yourself, it, sure. it cannot tell you this is good for you. You are here to experience who you are in now, in time and space right now. And unconditional source is telling you, experience it, do what you wish with it. And if you are, if you consciously or unconsciously create violence and deviations from uh, unconditional source, then you will experience the pain. It. It gives you by being too far away from your source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why it is here. So if you're aware of it, you will know that, oh my God, I feel pain. So I have to go back to my, to the source. Right. What is the source? Well, it is unconditional love for everything. It is being present in the now moment. It is being aware of other sentient beings. It is expanding in my consciousness. And that's what you do, and you go back to the source again. Yeah. It's not about sitting in yoga and having yoga mats everywhere. It's not about that. It's about being present in every moment. Even if you're standing in the rain and, and it feels horrible, you can still be present in that moment. And that's how you connect to your source. And that's how you eliminate pain, emotional pain mostly, in your, in your, in your reality. Hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> we are having... We are having a podcast here. You have to cut this out and put it in somehow because it's very interesting. Uh, it's I find good it stuff. Very you know, I'll put. It, I'll see yeah. if I can edit that stuff in. But you know, that's yeah. really, um, you know, what you talk about there is just mm-hmm. it's really good stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. to be able to, the 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 difficulty lies in when when people do not. Uh, connect with the idea of unconditional love, mm. you know, and then I mean, you sense when this you, fear and frustration mm, and conflict. Mm. When you say unconditional love, people won't connect to it. But if I say unconditional acceptance of all that is, 
then it's easier for most people to 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 connect to it. But it, it I mean, is it that the requires, same thing? Are those the same yes. thing? Because yes, it is. Because lo- if, does does love? Well, we did talk about how love does mean acceptance, but not mm-hmm. approval. Yes. Yeah. Acceptance, but not approval, and there is no judging involved right. in it. That is why it's unconditional right. acceptance of all that is. It is, a, well, I, I don't know if I can use the word allow, because it, it won't stop you, but it is allowing you to experience who you are unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, it is an experience which is valid to all that is. It is accepting that experience. But if you are hurting other sentient beings, if you are deviating from unconditional love, you will feel pain. And that would be another experience for all that is. It will experience how it is to have pain because it can't experience anything. All that is is actually... When it starts off, it is stillness. Nothing is moving. It is still. And then it has a desire to experience something. So there is a spark of desire. And that spark of desire is you. It is me. It is everyone else. It is all the animals and everything. It is a spark of desire. And that spark of desire contains information of what you're supposed to experience here. Because you have a life purpose. I have a life purpose. And when you're close to your spark of desire, when you actually tune into your desires, because you have a desire to speak about philosophical things. And that is something that you have probably (laughs) all that is has desired that into being because it needs to experience physical reality through that specific perspective. And this is unique. No one else can do that the same way you do it. No one else can do that the same way I do it. And it's boring to be all that is not doing anything. So if I would have been all that is not doing anything, I would do exactly the same thing. I would create a lot of sparks out there. And then I would create a a kind of veil so that they won't remember who they are from the beginning. Because how would you experience something for the first time if you knew all that is? If you know everything that is to know? So you have to forget who you are in order to have an experience that is new to you and give you the thrill of surprise. That's the fun of it. So we are here to experience that fun, but we we have somehow lost ourselves on the way and we're experiencing pain and horror and stuff. We are actually dreaming dreaming a nightmare when we could dream a daydream if we wanted to. It's about how you look at the universe. Is it hostile or is it friendly? Nightmare, daydream. There you go. Yeah. You create it's your reality. It's very simple. Yes, you do, actually. I mean, people would say, well, I didn't create this glass. Yes, you did. It's in your reality. Well, <laughs> the glass doesn't exist head. if you can't think it or see it yes. or touch it yes. or anything you, like that. Yes. It's not there. Right. Yes. It's all about the subjective and objective right. perspective. When people say, well, this is objective. No, it's not. Nothing is objective in this reality. Everything is experienced through a perspective, a subjective a focus point of awareness, that's what it is. You can't see it unless you look at it. Right. Quantum physics says it's so. So, I mean, the religion of science will tell me that I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on it for that one, right? For that one, I can use that. Use it. Excellent, Gordana. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. Thank you so much. Best yes. wishes to and- you. 
I, I, I do another anytime you wish because you're a great interviewer. Thank okay. you so much. I will keep that in mind and put you on the list. Thank you. Yep. Take care. <laughs> Bye. 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 Well, I hope you enjoyed that second part of my interview with Oprah Winfrey, Super Soul 100 teacher, Gordana Birnot. Very interesting conversation, and I want to just give you my top quick takeaways and learning moments. First of all, Gordana talked about unconditional love as the ultimate reality. And for Gordana, this is the source that we must connect with. And I think that is so, so very, very vital, especially in our culture today. We live in a world that needs more unconditional love. And if we can find ways to connect with that, I think we would be a better people and a better world. And the second thing that I thought was incredibly insightful was when Gordana talked about the religion of science. We often think about science as a process and we give it a certain authority, but today it has become a sort of religion, scientism, with its own set of values. And science will tell us that something doesn't exist unless we can prove it, unless we can measure it, unless we can quantify it. And this religion dismisses anything outside of the physical and material world, and it dominates our culture. But we must also realize that science cannot give us all the answers to the questions that life poses. Science cannot speak to the issues of purpose. Science cannot answer the question of why are we here and what are we doing. This is a metaphysical realm that we can enter through spirituality. And I think Gordana really points to that. And so I appreciated the time that I had to speak with her, and I hope you enjoyed that interview. Well, that's all for this podcast. I hope it has been informative and helpful to you and that there is something that you learned from the time that we've had together. Remember, the show notes for this podcast are at mindforlife.org slash 033. You can leave comments and suggestions on how we can make this podcast better. Also, please, if you would, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review there, and we would appreciate that so very much. Thank you once again so much for listening to this program, and we will talk with you next time.